I want him to be Marlon's man. Do y'all know who that is? Is this one of the Wayne's brothers? Mm -hmm. Is that a Wayne's brother? Got a flag. Got a flag. It's all those cold winters, man. They just don't know what to do with themselves. I got a punch and fuck everything. Got a flag. Got a flag. Time to find cheap, outdated jerseys like the one I'm wearing right. on eBay. Got a flag. Got a flag. One size fits all. What about me? This don't fit on me at all. It's a shame. It's a sin. I don't care. That's the way it's always been. Drop that flag. Pack it in. Tell you something. You know, for the second time since we started this podcast last week, we did not put out an episode. Oh, yeah. Second it just, time? It just would not have worked. Just the schedules are incompatible. You know, it wasn't it wasn't going great. Um, but, you know, we'd like to apologize to our listeners. Especially the Patreons. Especially the Patreons. Mm -hmm. I'd like to apologize to you mm -hmm. and to Hankins. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to spend the rest of our lives trying to make it up to you, our fans. Our audience. And, you know, college football was on a bye week last week anyways, so I yeah. don't see the reason we shouldn't be either. It was it was a bad TV day. I went to the Navy game um, and got home just in time to see Kentucky blow a 21-point lead to Florida. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we're back. The Mass Singer is back. Does that start tomorrow uh, on or Wednesday, Tuesday? Something Wednesday, like Wednesday. Yeah, it's yeah. this week. All right. There was something on the on the guide last night called a super sneak peek oh, of the Mad Singer. I did not check it out because of football obligations, but I think Matt's I mean, penis your super sneezed. sneak peek. I was going to say that means uh, <laughs> super sneak peek means we got to see uh, somebody pulled them shorts to the side last night. <laughs> Someone really rich Rodriguez did. Mm -hmm. um, I actually saw Joel McHale at Stand Up Live here in Huntsville mm -hmm. on Friday. Mm -hmm. And uh, he didn't do a meet and greet after, but like I really wanted Hollywood to, elite. I really wanted to tell him like you did such a good job on the Mass Singer. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, he was one of the good guest stars. Yeah, him and Keenan. Yeah, Keenan was really took Keenan. it very seriously. He did too seriously. Uh, episode one thirty four of Throw the Flag, week four action. We're a third of the way through the season. It's true. Do the math. Um, not a bad slate of games, especially at 11 a.m. yesterday. There was a good slat of games, I agree. Big old slat, big old sloppy slat of games. Mm -hmm. um, Where do you want to start? Let's start on Friday when yeah. your Utah Utes... Yeah, the Utes. Uh, ...took themselves out of contention for the playoffs. Yeah, they went to Los Angeles. They got to go against USC's like third or fourth string quarterback <laughs> and walked out with a loss... The only silver lining was Urban Meyer was there, and everyone was getting hyped that, hey, Urban's going to see the team and is going to take over. Not so fast, Urban. Which team? USC. USC. <laughs> Not so fast, because if Clay Helton can get Not it going turned back around. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, I forgot. Is he Mormon? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think he's Catholic. Okay. He's Catholic. Oh, yeah, that's right. Notre Dame, blah, blah, blah. Go but ahead. anyway, just the, the hype of Urban being there and you know potentially him... 
you know, rubbing rubbing elbows with the right people there and putting his name in the ring to get the job and then going there and getting egg on rubbing his Rubbing elbows and slapping hoes, mm-hmm. the Urban Meyer story. You know, mm-hmm. rubbing elbows, oddly enough, that's how Mormons kiss. Mm. Um. But yeah, my playoff <laughs> contender uh, took it on the chin. Took it on the chin. So they would need some mayhem to have a shot and it probably won't happen. I actually don't know what the Pac-12 looks like now. Because it seems like everybody's lost to somebody. Did you? I didn't stay up they and watch have. it. And the only undefeated team left is Colorado. And California, too. Oh, yeah, Cal. Um, yeah, because uh, Washington State blew it last night, late, late last In a night. game that had uh, like 130 points scored. It was like 67-62. Washington State's quarterback threw for nine touchdowns, and they lost. Holy shit. In a non-overtime game. In um, And UCLA. Yeah. Chip Kelly. Got his first win, guys. Good for him. Good, Good for, for him. Chip. Good Off for the Chip. schneid. But yeah, Utah's out. Uh, the Pac-12 seems to be a bit of a mess. Yeah, they're already out of playoff contention, but I mean, I think pretty much anybody can still win the, yeah, win the division. Yeah, either division, sure. Cal is, you, uh, you mentioned Cal. Yeah. Um, they went to old, They went to Mississippi yesterday. Uh, Justin... I don't remember his name, the coach of the... We're, we're, Trudeau. Brown-faced <laughs> Justin Trudeau. The Cal, the Cal coach uh, is 8-0 and against non-conference teams in the regular season. That's not a stat. That is a stat. It's not a stat. <laughs> we'll, we'll, it's not a stat, we'll, dude. We'll get to, it's not a stat. We'll get to a stupid stat in okay, a second here. Okay. Um, but Cal Ole Miss, it was a it was a barn burn, not a barn burner. It was it went down to the, the last second. It was a fucking barnyard cluster. <laughs> Animal Farm played out on the screen, <laughs> and it ends as only that game can end with Ole Miss catching what looked like a touchdown pass being ruled short. Of the goal line and then having to run a play in seven seconds and running the most anemic quarterback sneak that has ever They got ever no happened. surge on that, man. It was an awful play like, calling. No surge. Man, they're like us. As I, as I called Notre Dame in Georgia last night, just a limp dick leaning against the goal line was that fudging quarterback sneak. It was not good. Um... I, I can't imagine Matt Luke survives this season, but I mean they don't even have like well, I mean, nasty White House. He's, he's not there to survive this season. Sure. Yeah, he was just the like that's, yeah. the good old boy who stuck with us, so we're gonna give him the job and give him a shot. He will not cause any more scandals. Sure, sure. The horde the whore tap has been turned off. Um he will coach all the games standing on his feet on the sideline. <laughs> None, none in a hospital bed. But yeah, that will be your your Pac-12. I maybe. Oh, I guess Oregon will be the highest ranked team, but California will be yeah next, right after Utah, maybe in the teens. Wow. So it'll be a interesting. Synopsis. I know I'm not allowed to tease Freezer about Utah. Um, no, no, because no. Because of the rules. Right, right, right. Because of the rules. Nor should I tease anybody about any prediction because I am terrible. Um, so this is not a tease, Freezer. I want to. I want to clearly state this is not a tease. This is just a question. It's a tease, okay. Freezer. Mm-hmm. But um, you, you picked Utah, and we all know your love for Stanford. Man, I is know. the Pac-12 your most disappointing conference this year? There's a lot of the the. There's not much shine on the conference. It's lost its luster. It's just uh, a mess. There's no head and shoulders contender. Um, until Urban Meyer takes over somebody out there. They're done. 
Yeah, they're it, perpetually fourth or fifth best league in the of the Power Five and won't ever get in the playoffs for at least the foreseeable future. You're right. You're right, Hankins. It's actually probably not a good thing for USC that Clay Helton sticks around either, and and that's no, it's no. looking like he will. It's not. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, and, and he's got all the things that mean he's going to stay. Mm-hmm. Two quarterbacks hurt, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Got that win if he can. Should have an easy time beating UCLA when that happens. So yeah, and if, yeah, he should stick around. If they beat Notre Dame, they play Notre Dame in like two or three weeks. They can turn the season around. That's a quality win that'll. When it, they they fired their athletic director in the past month, Lynn Swan. So yeah, I was just about to ask if he was still there. He, he's not there anymore. So whoever does take over will now be in the tough spot of heck. USC won nine games this year. Yeah. Can I fire this dude as my to the first twelve championship right, game? As my first course of action, fire this guy. Probably not. You don't have the uh, collateral anymore to to push that through. Um, where do you want to go next? Let's thirty two points. How do you? Oh, oh, oh! I did want to mention this. Um, so thirty two point comeback for UCLA. Mm-hmm. They own this the second and third largest comebacks of all time. The other one came two years ago against A and M. Oh and right, so right, right. During right. the during the game, oh, Kevin yeah. Sumlin just tweets out the two big eye emojis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sumlin. So I don't know if he was looking for. I don't know if he was kind of like, "Oh, look at this. This can happen to you too," mm-hmm. or he was just looking at another brick being thrown through his window. <laughs> Bye, Matt. Um. <clears throat> all right, I think it's time to talk about. The two-time national champions. Okay. Dr- dropping one. Who are you talking about? Alabama At lost Pitt. this week? No, no, no. Oh, no. okay, okay. The University of Central Clemson Florida. Clemson got beat. Charlotte beat Clemson. Uh, Black, Black Knights? Knights? Dark Knights? What are they? Darkies. Did you just say Darkies? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you did. I think you just said Darkies. <laughs> I think you just said it. Um, UCF was down 21 to nothing against Pitt. Um, at Pitt. At Pitt. It was, what, 21-7 at half. Mm-hmm. Of course, UCF clawed back mm-hmm. to a, I think, 28-21, to or 31-21 yeah, lead. Yeah, they took that 31-0 run, man. Which is not the first time this has happened, no, I think, happened against Memphis. happened last year Memphis. a couple times, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like two or three times they were down by uh, at least three scores, and they... Came back to win every single time. You said on uh, via Gchat that I'm not going to switch over and watch the game because they're just going to break my heart again mm-hmm. and come back and mm-hmm. win this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching the game the whole time, knowing that was going to happen. And yeah. of course, yeah. um, several missed field goals and uh, fourth and goals that didn't uh, uh, happen um, in the last couple minutes. But uh, Pitt won 34 31, 37 34, something. 35 34. Either way, they oh, won. Yeah. Um, how does it feel? How does it feel to, for uh, UCF to lose two ga- two out of the, their last five games they've lost uh, now? It's such a great... Now, that's a stat. That is, that a, is stat. a stat. That's a stat, baby! Uh, it feels great because um, there was already some articles this past week from the national media, those eggheads of, oh my hey, God. what if UCF uh, beats Pittsburgh? There's nobody else left on the schedule. We're going to have to consider them for a playoff spot because they played Stanford, who's now crap. And they played Pittsburgh, who, you know, may or may not. It's not good. It's not, not good. It's not good. So there was already sort of this underswelling of support saying, hey, we let Boise, everyone loved Boise back in the day. Yep. Why, why don't we love UCF and whatnot? 
and that discussion can cease. Oh my god. Uh, Do they still have the Hawaiian dude? Who you Mackenzie s- Milton? No. Okay. Because I thought they had, I, and they have like two quote unquote very good mobile quarterbacks, I believe. Yeah, one broke his leg, tore up his leg at the end of last. That was season. Mackenzie Milton. Yes. Okay. Um. Well, it feels good to to kind of get that that burden off of us. Yeah, and the best you know, I, the best part is uh, you, they're they won't make the playoffs now. That's totally yeah. out of the, the out of the picture. And there's a chance they won't make one of the New Year's Six Bowls because be lovely. Uh, they have to take the highest ranked non-power five team, and it could be Boise this year. So yeah. UCF can go like eleven and one and play, I don't know, in the Liberty Bowl or some crap against a six and six team, and probably and, win. And I will love it so much. <coughs> SMU also currently undefeated Ooh, that's in good. I love it. the AAC, um, but you know. So they won a bunch of regular season games. You know, they have finished undefeated or nearly undefeated. You know, all that stuff. So I have to give them credit for what they did on the field. Obviously, most of the blowback was against their dumb fans and Mm -hmm. how stupid they are. Um, Because inherently, Scott Frost is just a a walking non-quote. That's just what he (laughs) is. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But that lunkhead they got in there now got on TV last week, and kept babbling about the Power Six. And I hate it when somebody tries to make a thing happen that isn't a thing. Power Six is not a thing. Um, Opening round of the March Madness is not a thing. Stop trying to make college phrases happen. Wait, what's the opening round of March Madness? The first four, like the play-in games. You're right, Hankins. Yeah, stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, UCF, you ain't happening. You're, You're done. You're burnt. And I couldn't be more happy for Pitt. Uh, it's one of my, you know, we have side piece teams, and we always joke about Pitt mm-hmm. because at one time Darren Marino said, Hey, you want to go to Pitt? <laughs> Come to Pitt. You want to go to Pitt? <laughs> Was uh, that something that we made up? I, I think someone had the story of his recruiting stick that... That's he'd get on now, recruits' I don't phones know, and say it or something. I don't like know that. that it was. Da- I, I think the story might have gone that sometimes Dan Marino would do it, and sometimes they would just impersonate Dan Marino do it, and they would say, "Hey, it's Dan Marino, come to Pitt," and they would hang up. <laughs> Fake limited Dan Marino oh would get his line in and hang up. God, um, Texas, Oklahoma State, anything there? Uh, you know, that was the game that Oklahoma State had won in Austin for four or five years in a row, which is a stat. Yeah. That's a stat. That is a stat. Uh, and Texas won, you know, good for Texas. Uh, good for, Looks good for LSU to have Texas win, so, eh. Texas should have closed them out early, let them hang around, but eventually came back, got it done. A lot of Gundy dancing in the, uh, in the intro video, Jesus which Christ. made my blood boil. Um, for some reason, my son, who was watching the game with me, decided he loved Oklahoma State, Uh-oh. so that was weird oh, to no. have to deal with that. Um, you know, but he's a kid. What does he know? I liked Phil Collins when I was a kid. My dad liked Roy Orbison. <laughs> and then again, aren't we all? <laughs> um, Look, man. I'm not. I'm not in charge of you getting the references, dude. <laughs> I'm not in charge of it. That's from Hedvig when he said, "We're talking with Phil Collins's people." But then again, aren't we all? <laughs> um, 
That's a good movie. A good play, too, I guess. What, what are you guys talking about? Uh, Hedwig and the, Hedwig and the Don't Angry Don't you worry Inch. about it, buddy. Um, oh. Don't you worry about it, Free. This is not... They're not showing this at the militia rally. Mm-hmm, oh, shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's go to... Because we're going to end up in the SEC, which is pretty much every single game. So let's go to the Big Ten. Oh, baby. Michigan and Wisconsin. Yeah. I would like to point out that the year that both of you cool on Wisconsin, they were I like know. scoring 50 points That's, a game. Yeah, seems, seems appropriate. Have a Heisman contender in their backfield. And pretty much ripped off everybody's dicks on the Michigan team and made them yeah. eat it. Yeah, they did. They uh, they got the game at home. Michigan coming off a bye week. You think they would be able to cure their problems that they had against Army? Came out flat, and we're we're down thirty five nothing. Really quick, yeah, super quick. Um, Har- I I don't see how you how how Harbaugh has any support after this. Was playing Wisconsin at home is not easy. Sure, agree. At Wisconsin, sure, sure, agree. Um, yeah, there's but, there's nothing wrong with losing a game to especially this Wisconsin team in that environment. Um, Especially with all of the appropriate dancing. I mean, there was so much dancing in this game, and none of it was was none of it should have drawn uh, the proverbial throw the flag moment because when you're up thirty five nothing on Michigan, you get to dance. You got to dance. Everybody is allowed to dance. Um, so losing to them is not that bad. Losing in that manner is bad, and also moreover. Losing the game because you keep doing the same old shit over and over and over and over and over and over. That's what's embarrassing. Not making any adjustments to change the course of the game. That's embarrassing. Going to Ole Miss and getting number 20 Shea Patterson Mm -hmm. to be your quarterback, who you have to bench during the game. (laughs) That's embarrassing. Yeah, it started like I was getting uh, um, memories of latter day Gene Stallings just the just trying the same thing over and over again and just yeah ha- not having it work. Um, Do you think that's a character flaw for him because he thinks he knows football? Harbaugh knows football so well that he is a guru and it's his way or the highway, and he's going to keep running it out there no matter what. This is his system and hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. I I think that's the case. I don't think he's in the minority in that regard. Sure. I, think, I think a lot of head coaches. That's yeah. why they're head coaches. Is they, but, uh... but like other head coaches are successful. Um, oh, it's like. But and, I don't know, guys. I think that that is sort of the the. I think that that is a big line of demarcation between good and great. Um, Can you adjust? I can't think of a. Yeah, I can't think of a great head coach that has kept looking at the game the same way. It got less miles. It's going to get Harbaugh. Mm. When Urban Meyer was faced with it, he changed. When Saban was faced with it, he changed. Um, to a degree, Bob Stoops did somewhat. He realized that he couldn't play regular football in the Big 12 anymore, so he had to go over and just play crazy and throw the ball all over the place. So, I mean, those. I think that's a big part of the difference is are you willing to give up control? Are you willing to change the thing that you definitely don't want to do um, in favor of modernizing and, and getting with the program? And Harbaugh won't do it. God, that's just good analysis. Pretty good. That's a nice little bow on that. Just like it. Just like How it. about we move from one NFC championship coach to another NFC championship coach that also coaches in the Big Ten? Sure. One Lovey Smith. Sure. Who got to host Nebraska mm-hmm. in Champaign, two mm-hmm. two and one teams. Mm-hmm. 
And then <sighs> it happened, y'all. <laughs> Illinois had two 14-point leads over the course of the game. Uh-huh, yeah. Had the lead in the fourth Second quarter. Week straight. Had the lead in the fourth quarter and still lost the game. I mean, I think this is baked into the cake, though, because both Hankins really? and I have said that they weren't going to win that Nebraska team. Well, I said that. I don't know if I Hankins think Hankins probably had it as a, a 50-50. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hankins, you know. You, uh, clearly, and was right. Hankins was right <laughs> about it being a 50-50. Yeah, they won by, like, what, three or something like that? It was 42-38. Yeah. Um,. So, Hankins, what are your feelings about that? Because you do drag me down. Mm-hmm. Not drag me down. You drag me for the um, always saying, well, you know, Harbaugh made it to the NFC Championship yeah. three times. It's, he's got a ring. He's got a ring. Lovey has the same amount of rings, basically. Yeah. The same amount of hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, taking the Bears to the Super Bowl, losing to the Colts. He's also another stubborn coach. Who allegedly is a defensive guru. Great beard, though. But last night, Nebraska almost had 700 yards of offense. Oh, shit. They finished with 672, Illinois' 290. Somehow, Illinois was gain- outgained by almost 400 yards at home. And we are sticking with our, our bet. Sure, sure, sure. Illinois, Illinois has to win, win a bowl game, their bowl game. And I will no longer pronounce Illinois the way I pronounce it. Stakes are so high. <laughs> but it, it harkens back to the discussions we just had about Harbaugh is we have a coach. It's a Harbaugh hawker. That's an NFL guru who everyone, whenever they're hired, they're like, oh, this dude knows the NFL. He made it to the Super Bowl. He's got to be good, right? You can't just plug and play these people in and expect the same results. First of all, Lovey had been on the waning <laughs> career in the just NFL. Just now at a first of all. It's not like two years ago he was in the NFC Championship and then you pluck him out of the NFL. Sure, sure. He, uh, that was in 06 with the Bears. Um, and then after that, he sort of fizzled out in Chicago. He somehow got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers job and fizzled out there. He was the fourth longest tenured coach with the Chicago Bears. And then uh, he was hired in May to take over Illinois. Like, nobody wanted this dude. Nobody wanted Nobody wanted dude. the job. Nobody wanted the job and no one wanted him. It was a perfect match. <laughs> but for someone who... All I've heard off, all off season is Illinois. They've, they've got a young team. These are now sophomores yeah, and juniors. They had a great recruiting. They've class got like sixteen returning starters. Yeah, this is the year that they can goes. they can make a bowl game. Yeah, and now they've dropped two in a row. Last week was to Eastern Michigan or UConn. Yeah. I can't even remember who it was, but now they're two and two, and they're the rest of the games are all Big Ten teams. Yeah, uh, they couldn't win at home against Nebraska when uh, somehow. Inexplicably, they had the lead when they were outplayed offensively. I know there were some turnovers that went against them. 700 yards is like Madden video game numbers. Yeah. 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 And he's a defensive coach, right? Yes. That's where he made his bread and butter like 15 years ago. Also, it was one half of the first um, all-African-American head coach Super Bowl. Hmm. Now that's a stat. Mm -hmm. That is a stat. Hankins? Hankins, will they make a bowl? That is the, the question that has been on the table for years, and we all know what the outcome will be. Do you continue to drag your feet? Are you all in on Lovey Smith? So so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the fucking deal. Um A, he took Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl. Mm. So that that trumps taking Colin Kaepernick to the Super Bowl. That's a stat. Um he he played Peyton Manning tough. So 
I'm still going to make him better than Harbaugh in that regard. Okay. But this is why this is problematic. Sean, the first time you ever met me, Mm. I was wearing a number 30 Pierre Thomas Illinois jersey because I have loved this team my whole life. (laughs) You know, obviously I'm an Alabama fan. I grew up in Alabama. that's, That's number one. But the Illini, with that wonderful, wonderful Native American head logo and the rich tapestry and history of Champaign, Illinois. You do love casual as racism. The, I, I love it. You know I love it. You know I love it. Um, I needed a team that wore orange and blue that I didn't have to hate, and the Illini gave me all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this man has come in here, and he has let, he's built me up. He's built me up Buttercup, which is something they were playing at the Wisconsin game yesterday mm-hmm. while they were kicking the shit out of Michigan. He's built me up to believe, but I don't believe anymore. Oh. I have had that belief oh. ripped out of my chest. Oh, and no. after the loss to directional Michigan last week, somewhere during the week, I had a, I had a dream. Hmm. I had a dream that Lovey Smith – had grown a giant gray afro, and I was so happy. I was so happy because I could not wait to get on this podcast and rub it in Free's face. But he didn't grow that afro, guys. It was a dream. He did not grow that afro. He didn't even wear a fucking hat yesterday. So all I saw was his bald head and his beard, and he was rubbing it in my face. Now, here's the real where the rubber meets the road. We all know why Free does not like Lovey Smith, and it has nothing to do with any of the stats he just quoted. Hmm. We all know Disagree. why he did it. I, I suspect, my true suspicion is that the the note that went to Kevin Sumlin was meant for Lovey Smith, oh. or at least there should have been two notes that day, and he just couldn't find him because Free <laughs> cannot navigate the rural areas of Illinois because he's a city boy. You know, he's a city boy. That's what he is. Um. But this man has ripped my heart out. That's what he's done. So in order to be truly uh, honest and transparent, I cannot have the feelings I have for Jim Harbaugh and maintain the feelings that I had for Lovey Smith. I can't do it. Mm. It's dishonest. Are you going to fucking leave me holding the bag against Illinois? Sean's going to be the only Illinois supporter on the podcast now? It is sick and it is sad, but I... Have to, you know, they've said for a long time people like free, especially free, but not not people like free. Free himself has said, like your Roy Moore's, you know, your, your Matt Creels, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Your Bull Connors, said, you know, you know what they what they like to say in situations where an African American man is up for a job, they will often say to mask their true feelings. They'll say, "I don't have any problem with hiring him." But it's going to be tough to fire him because you know what they'll say. Sylvester Crew. So I, I can say this from a point of football only free. Mm-hmm. I'm coming at this from a position of football only. Lovey Smith only has two more years left to prove himself. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking roller coaster. What a roller coaster. That's true because I will say I did – Circle the wagons to fire him after a, his first like three and nine season, and yeah. then he followed up with a two and ten season, and then whatever last year was three and nine or yeah. four and eight. So I can see why we should give this guy two more years. <laughs> so now you're on the lovey bandwagon. 
I'm off. It's, <laughs> if you're giving them two years after wanting to fire but him I'm for like three Hankins. consecutive I years. Want, I want some non-traditional powers in the Big Ten to step up. Sure. Illinois, you're near Chicago, baby. Yeah. Make yeah, it happen. Make it happen. Get that get that Chicago like a uh, steel mill stock options. <laughs> steel mill stock options. You know, when they go to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, they go to the, the, the market and then Abe Froman, the sausage king. Yeah, of Chicago. there's all types of money up there. Um, <laughs> make Illinois great again. But My how God. does that how does that relate to football? Steel mills, stock options. Uh because uh you gotta f- because all these people go to Illinois, yeah. they get a great education, yeah. and they want to put money back in. Yeah. But they want to put money back into something they're proud of. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And they can't be proud of uh, the results. And first, on you the get the money. Team. Then you get the power. Then you get the women. Then you get then the women. Then you get the sugar. Then you get the Big Ten. Then you get the Big Ten titles. But this reliance on NFL <laughs> retreads has got I'm very to hurt, end. Though, guys. Got to end. No I'm more. Very hurt. No more. Yeah, so Hankins, what what is the bottom line here? Because you really took us on a on a journey. So is the bet that we have still on if they don't make a bowl game, you have to donate to the charity slash militia of my choice, well, or is hey, the bet off? I made I will let you get out of it. I will let you get out of it right here, right now. No, no, no. Okay. I will not back out. He of doesn't bet. scotch on bets. Scotch. I w- I do not scotch. <laughs> I will support the fighting Illini. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Lovey Smith, he's only got two. It is uh, (laughs) the love is gone, and is strictly acquaintance Smith from now on. Has won acquaintance seven games in three years. Only has two more years. Yeah, they've got a a rough one at Minnesota next week. So that's winnable. Minnesota just lost to like some shit pile last week. I would say it's thirty percent chance Illinois can win. That's not a bad, not a bad. I like that. uh, Yeah, I like those odds. Um, we're all in the SEC now. All right, baby. The Georgia Notre Dame game turned out to kind of be a dud. Yeah, not um, a whole lot of action. I mean, it was close. It was it was at least close, and it was competitive. But as right there, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to step away from the podcast here in just a moment. Um, so I'm going to get this point in in case this is it naturally comes up when I have to step away. But are you coming I'm back? Say this. I will come back okay, to the podcast. Okay, okay. I'll just be gone briefly. Got it. Uh, but I'll say this: um, it was a close game. I don't know that it was a very well played game on both sides. Um, but I don't like how I personally looked at was it 23-17 something like that. Was Correct. That the final? Yep. Um, that used to be fine. And now I think because of the way college football has changed, we all kind of looked at it like, blah, what was this shit? Used to, that's what college football was. So yeah. I do not care for my own personal uh, take on the game because it means that I've sort of, the, the rest of the world has infiltrated my brain. And now 42-38 looks like a close game and an exciting game, whereas 23-17 just kind of looks like blah. But please proceed gentlemen i'm still here i'll let you know when i'm going um yeah it uh i mean there was just this weird intangible feeling that i wasn't watching good football but it's like two of the best teams in the league yeah and it was notre dame almost came back georgia pulled it out in the end what was yeah i think okay I, th- right. I think the the style of play choice. I think George, or Notre Dame went in. They knew it was a hostile environment. They were gonna not do anything crazy. Yeah, and they wanted a shot to win at the end, which which is which was their game That's plan. What they got? Um, and Georgia plays. on the opposite end was 
we were just going to chip away at them, chip away, chip away. In the second half, our two-yard runs in the first half will break out into eight-yard runs, which is sort of what happened. And Georgia was able just to uh, outpower them in the second half. So that sort of led to the ho-hum first half. Yeah. And the, it wasn't until the fourth quarter when Georgia started scoring and uh, yeah. converting and um, getting the game out of reach for Notre Dame. So it was just sort of a weird ho-hum game because – uh, with all the electricity and the lights going on, going on and off on the field, you thought like Georgia was going to go win forty to nothing. Yeah, which is why they were like fourteen point favorites. I guess a lot of people thought uh, Notre Dame was going to lay another egg, which they didn't. Uh, kudos to Notre Dame; they didn't look. Notre Dame is good ish. They're a top ten team. Yeah. Um, they sh- hopefully, I got, not hopefully, they shouldn't drop too far out of the polls because of this. And they'll be on that new ABC sitcom, Goodish. Oh, good. <laughs> Brian Kelly is goodish. Ian Book is goodish. That's a sound bite, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I think Georgia thought they were the better team, which is why it played out like that. They yeah. thought they could just hammer them into submission. And I mean, it is very hard to take Notre Dame seriously, even in the face of just constant barrage of the sports media beating into our heads that they are good. But when you play games that count against Alabama in 13 and against Clemson last year, you know, you know, all my love for Gary Danielson. And it was very interesting to see Notre Dame on CBS. That was also, you know, at the prime spot. So that was all, it was very weird. It was just a weird eight o'clock start on CBS. You know, usually is Alabama and LSU. That's about the only time that happens. Um, But seeing them, having that coverage, having those voices cover that game and have Gary Danielson open the broadcast, basically saying by, if there's anybody who knows about playing big games on the road or in hostile territory, it's definitely Notre Dame. Now they don't win a lot of them, but they certainly know how to play in them. He really set the stage That's a for that. Yeah. Um, is Georgia playing the kind of football that, that gets you a national championship. It did in 2009 for Alabama because that's who they are. Um, but does it work now? Uh, that's an interesting point, Hankins. While you stepped away, the I sort of made the point that I think Georgia thought they were the better team, so they were just playing not to lose, that they fought, thought they could overpower them and just take yeah, away in the second half. I mean, they did. Which worked for that game, but it, it brings up the point of, Who's left on their schedule that can score 30 points on them? Uh, they play Florida in a month. Not that doesn't Florida. seem gr- like a great option. Who are their East? Auburn and who? They play Auburn and A&M. A&M doesn't look God like they can damn. score any points. No, they don't. Yeah. Uh, so I think their style of football, until or unless they play Alabama or LSU in the SEC championship, they can just sit on being this ultra-conservative uh, approach. At least it'll and get them. They're also a mash unit, just like Alabama is defensively. They they've lost several defensive backs, lost two offensive linemen, another one last night. Um, Georgia has so that definitely mm-hmm. plays. Yeah. yeah, that plays into all of it. So if they all get healthy, I still don't know if grinded out football, which I know thirty points used to not be grinded out football, but it is now. Thirty points is grinded <clears> out. Um, I just don't know if you can go all the way with this they've still got to get some breaks go their way if that defense has to be otherworldly for them to be able to win with the offense that i saw last night they have they're talented um they got a great running back and a and a very good quarterback the receivers aren't 
jumping off the screen. Um, again, I think they got some injuries at that position too. Um, but I just don't know when I look at the Giants. Because that's, that's where you have to look at Georgia's with the Giant Powers. Their offense is not Alabama's. It's not Clemson's. Hell, it's not even LSU's right now. So, I don't know. I just, But, you know, kudos to them. They beat a goodish team last night um, with an overwhelming home field advantage. Did you see where they put – they? so they guaranteed Notre Dame when they, when they got ready for this home-and-home home, um, 8,000 tickets. That's pretty good. 8,000 visitors. Pretty seats. much 10% of the, um, the seats. Yeah, which is 500 more than they had capacity for last week mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they added 500 seats in what i believe to be monroe georgia <laughs> i was gonna say did they just uh do what tennessee did like back in the day to increase their capacity which is just make like the seats in the yeah, bleachers you, you, smaller you shrink uh you shrink the seating from like 12 inches to eight inches yeah. and you can cram more in. um but yeah, so Georgia has a, a pretty clear path to the SEC championship, yeah. as we always thought they would. I, sure. Actually, I think I picked Florida to to win. Mm-hmm. But uh, if Florida beats Georgia, I'm not shocked by that because that game is crazy. Yeah, that's a crazy person's game. You got to be crazy to bet it. Um, that game could do anything. Um, it's just super weird with that bunch over there. Um, I di- I lied. There is one non-SEC game that I I ooh we skipped one. Do want to talk about only because the stats are weird. Okay, and then I think that gets us into our top five Heisman a, a, thir- a fourth of gotcha. The gotcha. Uh, so Clemson beat Charlotte like a you know cupcake team, something like fifty-two to twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, was never in in question. You know, they were always going to win that. Travis Travis Trevor. Who's what's Etienne's first name? They're running back. Etienne. Oh, okay, okay. Um, eleven rushes for sixty-one. Eleven carries for sixty-one yards. Nice. <laughs> sixty-one yards. Nice. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence seven for nine, ninety-four yards. Two touchdowns. It's very weird that like. So fifty. But they scored like ninety five. How many? What was the score? I, I think they scored fifty two points. So that's seven touchdowns. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, surely you're going to rest your 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 superstars early, but like, I don't know. I. That's weird, right? It is a little weird. I think uh, obviously they knew they were going to win the game. Yeah. Only left let them in for two or three series, and that was it. Um, that is weird. That's I don't not... disagree. Which brings brings us to our top five Heisman candidates. Ooh. We'll check in after week eight, and then of course okay. The, okay. the week before. Um <clears throat> I'll give mine. Yeah. I don't want to sway yours, Mm-mm. but I'll give mine first. Um So I think number five is going to be Justin Fields. Number four, Jonathan Taylor. Thomas. Thomas from mm-hmm. Thomas. from Wisconsin, the running back. Number three, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number two, Joe Barrow. Mm-hmm. Burrow? Barrow? Burrow. Will Burrow. <clears throat> and number one, Tua. I like all those picks. I, I think this early in the season. No Trevor Lawrence. No, yeah, I, Trevor Lawrence, for whatever reason, is MIA. Yeah. Um, he's throwing some picks, too. Yeah, he's had a slow start to the season. I like all those picks. Uh I think the only other name I might throw in there, I can't even, don't even know his name, but the Washington State quarterback threw nine touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> surely regulation. he's got to be leading the NCAA in touchdowns yeah. now. 
Uh, but yeah, I think all those players are probably the front runners. I, I know um, Oklahoma didn't play last night, so uh, I think Jalen might still be the front runner nationally. Has more touchdowns than incompletions, which is which is a crazy, crazy stat. That's a stat. So I think I would go Jalen one, two a two, Washington State guy three. Um, yeah, I'll go with the top three. Oh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, number four. Sure. And uh, Justin Fields, five. No Joe Burrow. No Joe you Burrow. You are so cold on LSU I'm this year. I'm very cold on LSU. They're looking pretty good. They have an offense for real this time, though, guys. For real? <laughs> they do! For real. For real. Hankins, who are your top candidates? Um, I think Jalen is currently in the driver's seat um, and has the easiest path to get there. Yeah. He can keep padding these numbers literally every week against those defenses. Um, Tua. Um, he'll have the opportunity to play LSU, and that will be a big swing on that. Um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, just because everybody's <laughs> is Wisconsin back, so he's not going to win the thing, but he's there. Um, and then after that, um, Fields eh, feels like he'll get some love, but I don't know, you know who they get to beat to root. Cause that's the other thing of looking at the Heisman is somebody will have to have a defining moment. Yeah. And that's the reason we're like both Lawrence and Etienne, both after Etienne after week one, looked like he was going to walk away with the thing. Um, but they've regressed, but I don't know if their play has regressed. I just think their opportunities have regressed. And I think he and Lawrence are going to be in the same boat yeah. on that one. Um, I don't know. LSU for Alabama will be there. If Auburn keeps winning, and they probably will, that will be another opportunity against a good defensive line um, for Tua to have a good game. And then I will throw in Alabama receiver X, mm. one of them. So fast. It could be Ruggs, could be Judy. Um, one of them will probably get a little rub as well because I think the – the focus this year has been on the receivers more so than Tua. And he's getting some of that rub that other quarterbacks are other. Uh, he's get, His receivers are getting a lot of rub from him and vice versa. So I think that if Jerry Judy continues to be Jerry Judy, there will be people that, that will vote for him instead of Tua because they say it's easy to throw to these guys. Love it. Yeah. Um, let's go to LSU Vandy. I just so they scored sixty points against Vandy, like not a crazy, you know, out of this world stat. Mm-hmm. They gave up thirty eight. Mm-hmm. That's I, a lot of points. That's a lot of points to give up to Vanderbilt, who notoriously, if I, they can crack twenty, it's uh, kudos to them. I don't know the last time they scored. Probably since uh, what's his name, the quarterback that. Was awful in the, in the smoking post. Joe, uh, smoking. What is his stupid name? Jay Cutler. Smoking Jay Cutler. <laughs> yeah, for them to crack thirty points uh, in an SEC game doesn't happen very often. Um, is it at Vandy? Too? It was at Vandy, but for real, guys, LSU they have an offense this year. For real, guys, they do. I mean, they the, do. the numbers don't lie. Their stats. You, that, that show your us. hubris makes me so fucking nervous for November. Ah. <sighs> Uh, Joe Burrow, Heisman candidate. I, he's number two for me. Mm. All right, okay. All right, Freezer. All right. How many? How many points? It's Sean's crazy. Joe Burrow's not in the Heisman. It's crazy talk. He, he um, does. In, in Sean's defense, he has like an eighty percent completion rate and touchdowns. He does. And yards he does and all, all that stuff. stuff yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, how many points 
does LSU need to score against Florida for you to give it your official free stamp of offense this mm. year 100%? I want – the game is in Baton Rouge this year, so I want 40 points. I was going to say 45, yeah. 40 on the dot. It can't be more. It can't be more. It can't be less. It can't be more. Can't be more. Can't be less. So you want you, you want him to you want him to hit that with number. precision? Hankins no Hankins asked for a number, and I have given the number. He you didn't are, say a range. He said nuts. a number. Um, I did. Well, I did. Okay. Well, I I will get Joe Burrow on the phone and say you have to score. 40. All they have to do is get thirty eight points, and then like get a safety at the end. It's not not the the math isn't hard to get to forty. Four touchdowns, four field goals. Yeah, it can it can happen. It won't because they'll score like twenty four against Florida. So sure, um, this is going to be tough to get through. Mm-hmm. But dumb stat alert from okay. yesterday: as the <laughs> as as the Auburn Texas A and M game was starting up, they had a stat on Booby Whitlow. <laughs> That he, has there been a has there been a move to stop that? By the way, call him Booby. The last two games I have watched, they have only referred to him by his j- 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 Christian name, Javartarius or whatever his name. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't think I heard it at all yesterday, but I turned the yeah. sound off and was listening to um, a podcast, mm-hmm. Saint Vincent. <laughs> Um, Okay, so the stat was he has something like 547 yards, and they said that is good for fifth, fifth, the most yards through three games since two, the fifth most yards through three games since 2000. (laughs) There's a lot of layers there. There's a lot of, like, qualifiers there. A lot of qualifiers. I want an onion stat of the week from you every week, Sean Mason. So I want an yeah, onion stat that's of the week. Peeling it back. So I did my best <laughs> to think of and research, oh, okay. not research, sure. every running back that Auburn's had that had meaningful playing time since 2000. Okay. on Johnson, Trey Mason, Ronnie Brown, Cadillac Williams, Rudy Johnson, Ben Tate, Cameron Aris Payne, Kenny Owens, Ontario, Canada, Ontario, McCaleb, Mike Dyer, Brad Lester, Mario Fannin. Booby Whitlow. I think Fannin was even like a fullback. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 counting Booby Whitlow. So he's third best out of those 13. Fifth best. Through three games. Through three through through three games. Fifth best out of 13. What is that percentile? Uh, You know, top third-ish. Four out of 12 is would be that top a stat? third. Is that a stat at all? No. No. <laughs> No. no, no. Through three games, that is some enterprising intern at you know ESPN or, or wherever you got that stat from. Some dude who said, "I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him. I'm the next bear. I want to be the fucking bear, and I'm going to show him." But don't don't these stats usually pop up when something triggers like a milestone? Sure, yeah, a milestone or something mm-hmm. triggers you, like where it's like, oh. He's got a lot of rushing yards. I wonder if he has, like, the most through the first three games. Yeah, yeah. Even if it was the most or the second most, like, maybe that's okay. But, like, fifth, fifth most, most? Well, fuck, I just did all this work. I'm, we're going to put it up. Yeah, <laughs> apparently that's what happened. <laughs> I fucking made a Chiron, guys. Mm-hmm. We're putting it up. God. Um, and especially when it's an Auburn stat because, again, you just named off 20 backs – 
that were good. Yeah. And that's an offense that runs the ball a lot. So, yeah, it's just whoever's back there is going to get some stats. I guess throw um, in not, Cam Newton. I'm not too. shitting on Auburn. I'm yeah. saying that it's not that. It's, it would be the same thing if, if it was Wisconsin. Sure, sure. They're always going to have a good running back. It's just, it's, I don't know, just just very dumb. Um, so let's get to that game. Yeah, yeah. Here, Yeah, here's a stat for that game. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher makes $75 million. I... Just clap, 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 overrated, clap, 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 clap. Yeah, he's getting, what, $20,000 a day to get the $7 million a year? It's it's a lot of money. Um, at, at Texas A&M, sure. Auburn knew they were going to go into a hostile environment. Yeah. Oh, my. Guys, I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off, Sean, no, and I'm sorry. please. But it just keeps reminding me. I, I've been meaning to – I meant to bring this up in the chat. I meant to send a video. I did not. I had a lot of stuff going on. All right. It's okay, man. Don't be we so all know. Yourself. Two things. We all know two things. I hate stupid Auburn, uh-huh. but I also try to be gender neutral <laughs> when I discuss them on this podcast yeah. for the most part. Because, A, that's better radio. I think that's more cleaner, responsible radio. And most, and our executive producer is from Auburn. So I don't want to just, I don't want to fucking fuck my money up. Shout, shout so, out to Darren Kinner, Blake Skinner. I'm going to say this. In that, I never root for Auburn. Just not going to happen. I don't expect them to root for Alabama. Yeah. That's all fine. That's how it should be. There were times yesterday where I really wanted Auburn to just kick the shit out of A&M <laughs> for one reason and one reason only. SEC Nation was at Texas A&M yesterday, mm-hmm. as it should be. Their dumbass traditions anger me irrationally. Yeah. The stupid hollering, the sawing the fucking horns, all that makes me so mad. It all culminated in them. They had a camera at the uh, yell at the midnight mm-hmm. shout, the yell thing, whatever that is. And there's a guy wearing a dumb overall outfit, and he's got the microphone, and he says, and I quote, "You know, we're playing Auburn, and their mascot is something between." And th- like the voice that I'm doing is an impression, not. Not me uh, affecting it. Their their <laughs> mascot is something between a tiger, a eagle, and uh, uh, Alabama's little brother. And oh. I said, I've never seen a person in this world who I've wanted to punch more in the face than this dude. I want him to get punched in the face so hard. Like it, he had like a it was it was uh, Amy Poehler. Um, as Hillary Clinton energy, that was, the, and he was even doing like the movements of a, a, a person giving a, a presentation. It was infuriating. He was giving a so, TED yeah. talk at the midnight. Yeah, their 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 mascot yeah. is a cross between an Aggie and Texas's little brother, and they have a dog, and, and a damn dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's those mutually assured destruction moments when it's like. Alabama fans make fun of Auburn fans for being like, well, what are you, the elephant, the the eagles or the tigers? Yeah. And then it's like, you're crimson tide. You have are an, you elephant. an elephant, dumb shit? <laughs> I got that from a Georgia Tech guy one day. <laughs> What's the deal with you having a you're crimson tide or your elephant? I said, you dumb motherfuckers are the yellow jackets, and you drive a big old car out on the field every fucking Saturday. <laughs> he said, but the wreck is, oh, yeah. Yeah, shut up. Shut up, nerdstrom. I mean, that's just because they, uh, the... Yellow jackets were sent to a watery grave. Mm-hmm. 
the game, the actual game of football between A and M and Auburn. Uh, a and M does not look good. I am shocked that. So it was what twenty eight to twenty, mm-hmm. a game that was never in question. But the Hankins true score index not that close. was probably much fifty six to four. Yeah, wow. that <laughs> like I I cannot disagree with that. Yeah. Um, Bo Nix definitely looked like he was he. Not as good as his. Uh, He's serviceable. His He's serviceable. He is serviceable. Fine. Uh, He's wh- fine. What's his name? Jeremy Goodnight, Joey Gladstone. I the 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 other white quarterback that they have. Um, I think he's he definitely has some potential. Um, you know, true freshman, redshirt freshman. In in you know maybe by the end of the season, next season or, or two, they're they're really going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with. I think. Um, a&M is garbage. A&M is a garbage football team. Garbage I, from a garbage tree. I don't know how they only lost by 14 to Clemson. Um, they're just a, 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 a team full of dumpster babies. Yeah, Kellen Mond, and the, <laughs> Kellen Mond and the A&M offense has not been able to generate anything. Their defense is okay-ish. But uh, they're gonna. They were. They knew that they were up against it this year. Their schedule isn't as kind to them. They knew they have Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia they on the schedule. A, they have a tough schedule. Plus LSU, plus Auburn, plus Auburn. Yeah. And last year they won nine games. It was going to be tough for them to match it this year. I think they knew that, but I don't think that they knew that it would be not look that it would look this bad. They did. They just did not look prepared for the game. At yeah, all. they did not. It's a road. You know that series has been the road team wins. And I understand that, but if you, in a quite frankly, in a uh, in a proving ground game for your program and your seventy five million dollar head coach, guaranteed, if you can't beat guaranteed a freshman quarterback at Auburn, an Auburn team that had a rough year last year and does not have you know they they got a big win versus Oregon, but they have not looked like world beaters thus far. If you can't beat a freshman quarterback who has not yet come all the way into his own at your uh, sawing the horns, we're doing the big yell, look at these boots that the seniors get, everybody's wearing overalls. If you can't fucking beat somebody in a place where there's not even a Waffle House, these poor Auburn Tigers had to come to a place where there's no Waffle House away from Jordan-Hare, which is the biggest home field advantage in college football, Bar none. Yeah. You can't beat them then. What are you? It's true. Garbage from a garbage tree. True. <laughs> garbage from a garbage tree. Um, yeah, I, I just, I mean, they, they're stuck with Jimbo for at least through next year. Um, yeah. I mean, before they can, like, kind of say, okay, well, now you can take the rest of the 75 and, and walk. But, like. Yeah. It's it's not good. I'm starting to think Jimbo's just like, an overrated. What did you get from running? What did you get from running Kevin Sumlin out of there, Creel? <laughs> um, he, I, I wouldn't have gone Jimbo just the way Florida State had. There were definitely warning signs in Jimbo's last year that the team quit on him. They that? lost to Florida. They lost to Alabama in the first game, and then they tanked the rest of the season. And somehow A and M's like, this is the guy. The Christmas Look tree at this. that he threw out. On yeah. His- I mean, it was it was a bad choice to go with him, just because uh, they didn't only just go with them. They they threw seventy five million guaranteed at him, guaranteed at him. It's, so he's already got seven this year. He'll have fourteen. If, is this only his second? This year? This is only his second year. So if they fired him after this year, they would owe him fifty six. That's not good. 
I mean, Texas A&M good. had a good, reliable man waiting at the altar mm-hmm. who would have loved them and cared for them for the rest of his days. He would have put up with all their stupid Instagram posts. He would have pretended to care about uh, that show where the heavyset woman cries all the time. Christine he would have done mess? all that. All <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper? Yeah. This is us. This is us. He would have pretended no. to like that show. He would have done the, all the of one that. where the crockpot murdered that guy. Mm-hmm. There you go. And what did they do? They they fucking married the hot bartender that they fucked the night of the bachelor party. That's what they did. They did that. The panhandle trash. Who they? The panhandle trash is who they gave seventy five million dollars to. Who talks like Boomhauer from King of the Hill when he gets... Have you ever noticed he talks really quick? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you sounded like you were... Go- you sounded like you were doing an impression of a banjo there for a second. Well, that's what they got. That's what they got. They got into a, him for five a banjo from the panhandle yeah. that tends bar and has... No, not- it's a ten year. It was a ten year deal for. Gosh, they got him for eight more years, guaranteed. Yeah. It's seven and a half at least. Not good. Not good. Mm. Congrats to Auburn. Yeah, Gus. Gus, that hot seat has cooled off. It's considerably. cooling off. Um, it's because he finally brought out all those plays, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> UFUT. Uh, Tennessee is awful. Bad team. They're a bad team. I don't know how much of a guaranteed deal. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy Pruitt has, but they've got to... Tennessee hung around. It was like 10 to nothing for a long time. Sure, sure. There's an Andy Staples article that came out for, I think it's the the Athletic, where he basically said, you just got to ride it out, Tennessee, that the only way that this ever gets fixed is you just sit in your shit. You just sit <laughs> in your pile of rancid mountain, rancid mountain feces, and you just Smoky wait for it puss. to dissipate. Because you have dried up the Smoky Mountain Puss, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it but just wait. And you have to just sit with it and and just wait it out. Wait until... And I don't know that he's not right. Yeah, well, how long do you wait? Wait until Saban's gone, and Kirby Smart, and Dan Mullen, or... Well, I don't even think it's like in relation to what everybody else is doing. You just have to have stability. Yeah. Um, Mike Shula. I think... Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Jeremy Pruitt can probably get this place, get this team to a place that is uh, not a complete farce. Um, because starting over now, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, there's really nobody out there to to turn this thing around. Craig Schiano. Um Yeah, <laughs> right. You couldn't give this job away, so stop trying to give it away. You take that man <laughs> who is happy to be there with you, yeah, and you just ride it with him. I mean, I talked to. <clears throat> Excuse me. I talked to, uh, I met three or four Tennessee fans at a recent conference that I was at, and I was just like, "So, you know, you're Tennessee fans, or you know, whatever." And they just, just the the immediate reaction is is not the not far off from the reaction we would have after like the 2000 season three yeah. and eight. Yeah. Um. But I mean, there's just there's no joy in Mudville. Like there's, I mean, they're one and three. Mm-hmm. That one team is again. That one win is against Chattanooga. Yeah, which was kind of like an uh, not an upset, but like oh Tennessee beat Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean Garth Brooks is playing Neyland Stadium. That's that's cool for him, I guess. It's cool for Garth. Yeah, 
hundred thousand seats. Hell yeah, fill it up, Big G. Um, last and certainly not least, Alabama versus the University of Southern Mississippi. Talking Tide. Talking Tide. <laughs> Hankins hit the theme, <laughs> and I say to myself. <laughs> Wow, what a mediocre game. <laughs> it's very it's very easy to, you know, pick apart things, interception. Um, but hey, you know, we got Tua had five touchdowns for another for a second game in a row. Yeah. It's pretty He good. can he demonstrate it again, he can just dump off a, a seven yard shallow cross or an out and Jerry Judy or Jalen Waddle or uh Ruggs. Ruggs the third can Take it seventy yards. They're fast. They're. I know it was Southern. They are so. They are fast. So fast. This was the first game that I noticed how fast they were. Like the the first touchdown that Ruggs got, the safeties own him. Yeah, for a two or three steps, and then he's no longer in the picture. The second touchdown, Ruggs caught it. Ruggs had to slow down. Catch a pop fly. Yes, turn around. He turned turn around. Catch the ball. And then he, and then he was yeah. still able to turn the Jets on, and mm-hmm. he left yeah. uh, the safety in a, 30 yards. Yeah. I will propose that. So we run a lot of run-pass options. Mm-hmm. Throw it out the playbook. I want pass-pass options. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that just a pass? Yeah. Is that just going through no your more progression? Running plays. Although the running, play, the running game was better yesterday. Running play was better. Offensive line looked a little bit better. Right. And uh, we got one dude that's been on a four-game suspension coming back next week. So yep. the offensive line will gel a little and, bit better. Know, so we'll see. Is that leather wood? I, I think so. I want to bring this up for my own edification more than anything else. Because I watched that game and I was like, whatever. Okay. I don't like that. I mentioned I don't like a lot of this. I don't like how I feel about college football right now. Um, But I'll say this. Let us not forget what the Southern Miss game used to be. Yeah. Used to be barn burner. Let us never forget that it was, oh no, Southern Miss is coming. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be 9-6. to It was going to be 13-10. to So... I, Dropping the hammer on Southern Miss is still something that we should be happy about. Um, and if not for injury, this defense would probably be really good. I don't know that this defense is going to stop anybody who has an actual offense, though, our, as it is constructed right now. Our line and our linebackers are – this is like the 2004 like snake bit team. Yeah, they gotta, just got to hope yeah. that it will gel in the next month before they play anybody with a – We've got like five home games in a row or something like that. How often are you going to go down? This was... I don't know yet. You didn't go yesterday. Mm -hmm. It was said on the broadcast yesterday, and I think about Sean Majors every time I hear this said, most of the defense was at prom. Yeah. Last year. Or earlier this year. Especially the secondary. Yeah, four months ago. Yeah. So, so yeah. um, It's just a wait and see. The offense looks great. Uh, I do. The, the, I think the play calling is pretty good. Um, I don't see anything that looks just outlandishly crazy. Um, Najee Harris is really good, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll the, see. the one uh, there is one potential downfall of the team is our kicker who was <laughs> uh, he was average hip at best. Flexor. He uh, has a hip flexor or foot flexor because he kicked the tee in addition to kicking the ball. So he had to go. See I assume that happens often, but I, like, I guess not if you're paying attention. I, I, I don't, don't know how you get a hip flexor from that. And the the only way well, the only way to he- heal that is to not kick for like two months. 
That is correct. So, um, I guess bring Scott, back Bobo. Even at, at Alabama, Scott Cochran works with the kick and tease as well. And he's got them sons of bitches jacked <laughs> they up. They must too. be like made of platinum or something. Or- <laughs> Fire Scott Cochran. Get him off these fucking commercials. Yeah. I'm tired of them. Thank I can't you. believe I'm going to say this. We just used SEC Championship trophies as kicking tees. That's the problem. <laughs> the place is so lousy with trophies that they just use them as kicking tees now. It's rough. It is. Uh, we're never going to have a good kick. We Mm-mm. never will. We'll, we'll have an above average uh, punter every five or six years, but we'll never have a kicker that can. I, I think uh, I, I forget what we predicted for the extra points. Well, it was we... number of missed extra points and then shortest field goal or like our two yeah. shortest field goal miss. I'm pretty sure I was the most pessimistic out of the three of us. And I think I like all those benchmarks have already been. Yeah, we've, we've already missed one extra point, and then last week in South Carolina, he missed a 37, 38-yard okay. field goal. There hasn't th- been, like, in the 20s yet. I th- Yeah, I think I said, like, 21. Yeah. Um, oh, South Carolina's happen. garbage. That's true. South Carolina is. <laughs> I, I, I guess after last week, everyone was like, hey, maybe South Carolina's not that bad. They you know, This dude, no, 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 this no, dude threw for, like, 300 yards against Alabama. We so do kind not? of need to talk about that game, too. Okay, in, go in, for in it. The, Let's do it. In the, like... Because we didn't get to last week weekend, but like in the grand philosophy, and I didn't watch it because it was actually during, during the Navy. You were you were yeah. giving me updates. Thank you very much mm-hmm. for that. I made mm-hmm. sure and said thank you after mm-hmm. each one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never been so frustrated and so satisfied with a game, and I know that's that's a high mark. Mm-hmm. That's a high uh, a, a, a line to cross. Um, because what was the final like forty five twenty four. South Carolina is garbage, and they scored a lot of they scored a lot of points, which mm-hmm. which sucks. But like the game was really never in in doubt. I mean, no. Once it got to the second quarter, Alabama had a fourteen point lead. It never got it never got less touchdowns. than that. So, I mean, how is it watching the game? It was frustrating only in the sense that the defense could not get off the field. Uh, South Carolina finished with like thirty something first downs, which yeah. is yeah pretty atrocious. Yeah, I saw that we had eighty six plays last week to about. Like 50. Yeah, 50, 50 for the defense yeah, this week. So it was only frustrating in the sense that this the South Carolina dude, uh, I can't remember how many third downs in a row he converted, but it was just like the yeah. defense could not get off the field. And that was frustrating. I'm sure it was frustrating for the players and the staff. Who did South Carolina play this? Uh, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got. And now South Carolina's one in three. I think there was a play in that game where, like, there was some sort of backwards pass, and the quarterback thought he could just bat it down, and uh, everything would be cool. <laughs> well, it was a lateral in the first place. It was cool, so right? He just knocked it down, mm-hmm. and uh, they just recovered. They fell into the end zone. It they're they're bad. South Carolina Twitter blew up last night with Fire Mush Champ. Yeah, um, and when I say blew up, I mean the most tepid blowing up that ever existed. Yeah, because there are ten people hey, who uh, still watch the game. Like mm-hmm. their games. I think we should. I think we should probably fire much champions. Not very good. Uh, uh, I, I don't like how they're doing. Um, teams teams getting rough. Yeah, I mean, we saw we saw you know what three years ago, uh, five or six new SEC coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're kind of getting that like that other the crop cycle comes in. That's yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, Matt Luke is probably gone, Muschamp's probably gone, Pruitt'll stay, Jimbo will stay, but over the next two seasons, two off seasons, I think there's gonna be be a lot of moving and shaking. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um that's all that's all I think we got, guys. 
Um, shout out to our Patreons. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Gavin. Has Have we shouted out to Gavin, new, I, new Patreon I since? I think once or twice. So we had okay. Gavin, David. David. Kitty Cats. Kitty Cats. Skinnerd. My mom. Your mom. Shannon. Sh- Shannon. Shout out to all them. We've got a lot of them, actually. I think yeah. we've got something like 20. Whoa, shout out to the yeah. other. Dennis Dodd. Fuck Dennis Dodd, man. I bet he came up with that Auburn stat. <laughs> he probably did. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Uh, and if uh, you like what you're listening to... Tell a friend. Tell a friend. You don't have to tell a friend. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. Like, just scream it at somebody if and run away. see something... Scream something. <laughs> <laughs> one time, one time I was walking, I was at, um, I was walking to, to brunch... Because I was white and in, D- in Washington, D.C. You're getting that avocado toast at that brunch, oh, right? Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got a crab omelet, which was a big mistake. Ugh. It's just not good. Yeah. Not good. So then I was walking to brunch, and I was walking past the metro station, and I noticed a, like... Just a, a backpack, or something, yeah. like propped up against the the like escalator, <clears throat> and so like there was there was always a cop parked like at this one intersection on Eighth and and whatever, and Eighth and Pennsylvania, and like I walked over to the cop car, yeah, and like the windows were up, and I was like trying to get his attention uh-huh. by waving and stuff, and like he just didn't look at me, and then like I kind of knocked on white privilege, just uh-huh. knocking on a cop uh-huh. car, huh? Um, <laughs> And just completely ignored me. And so I said out loud, fine, blow the fucking place up. And I just walked to brunch. <laughs> so you did not scream something. I did not scream something. You tried to say I something. Tried to, I saw something and I tried to say something. Yeah. It did not work. So shout out to the, the, the DC cops. They uh, It was probably, you know, since that's happened. Nothing I, happened. Yeah, nothing happened. So, so it should probably just somebody's books or something. Exactly. So what we're trying to say, tell a friend about... The podcast. Yeah, knock on those car, cop car windows, let them Tell know about a cop. Us. Mm-hmm. Tell a cop about our podcast mm-hmm. is what we're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like to support us in a more personal way, you can do so at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash T-T-F. Tango Tango Foxtrot. 135 next week. Week 5 action. Goodbye, everybody. Well, it was just a boy. Away from home And you were singing the song You'll never walk alone